Welcome to Behind the Curtain with Nick Troon, the show where we sit down with theatre practitioners and get a backstage look at the creative process. On today's episode, we finish our trip into the woods as we sit down with Keys Grenier. Keys is the musical director for the Armadale Drama and Musical Society's 2023 musical. When he's not in the orchestra pit, Keys is a musical teacher, conductor, and accompanist working for the New England Conservatorium of Music. Without delay, let's get on with the show and peep behind the curtain. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM Behind the Curtain with Nick Troon, and today I'm sitting down with Keys Grenya, the musical director of Into the Woods. Hi, Nick. Great to be here. Uh, so why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? I'm a pianist, which is a primarily a piano player. I work in the community as a teacher of piano. I'm currently employed at the New England Conservatorium of Music, where I teach piano and school programs. I have been learning music most of my life. Uh, I started piano when I was about five years old, and... A range of other instruments throughout there, viola, voice, and recently percussion and drums. So I've kind of gone through a bit of a spectrum of many different things in my musical career. So that's kind of a bit about me. As I said at the start, you're the musical director for Into the Woods. For our listeners who may not be familiar with the roles of the production crew, what is the role of a musical director? It's quite a big one. So in general, musicals have an overall director. The director looks over just about everything and may not have their hands in every single place of the musical, but certainly will be aware of the overall structure, the picture, and what their vision is for Mm. the show. The musical director is looking after all of the music stages of production. That means the voices Mm -hmm. and the singers, making sure that all of the notes are right. It's everything in the right time. And also we'll be looking after the orchestra. So all of the music overall is kind of my domain in in this production. And uh, this, of course, isn't your first time being the musical director for an ADMS production. Could you talk us through your past experiences? Sure. So I've been involved with ADMS now, I think, for five years. I was in the band for Singing in the Rain. That was a great show. Loved being in there. I was actually playing violin in in the band for that one. Mm -hmm. And since then, I've also been part of Mamma Mia, where I was on keyboard for that show. And then last year, I was the same role, essentially, of musical director for Les Mis, Mm. uh, which was absolutely fantastic. Love being involved with that show and that's carried on to this year where Mm. I'm now with Into the Woods so very happy to have continued the journey. Mm. Mm. Two very big shows, Lamers and Into the Woods, of course. They are different challenges, but absolutely they're both quite huge. Lamers in particular I was delighted about because it was a childhood favourite show. So mm. when I first went through high school and was discovering musical theatre, mm. I got a chance to actually be part of it in a school production, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. I was in Jolras on stage. But yes, that was that was great and I managed to, you know, be part of the show last year, which I was also th- thrilled with and Yeah, uh, Hmm. different challenges, though, between that and Into the Woods, for sure. And then, of course, yeah, ADMS, but then also you've done a lot of community stuff in town, being with NECOM, of course. Oh, sure. Uh, I did actually conduct the Armadale Symphony Orchestra. This was uh, just after the cold COVID had Mm -hmm. been been hit. So we did the first show in 2020 at the very end, all audience spaced and in masks and everything, but we managed to get a show together, which was fantastic. So I conducted half of that. My other half was Robert Jackson, Mm -hmm. and that was a fantastic opportunity. It was my first kind of conducting a full ensemble. I really enjoyed that experience. That was probably one of the first lead positions that I had. I've done Mm. a lot of accompanying for all kinds of ensembles and events, uh, Mm -hmm. choirs and string ensembles. I've done a lot of on the piano playing for the group kind of a role, but that was Mm. my first kind of leadership role that I've had. And yeah, really enjoyed it. 
and a couple of other small things here and there, but I yeah. suppose Lame Is and that were probably my big ones before this. Now, how exactly did you land in your position with this show? I was lucky to work with our director, Emily Waldron, on the last show. She was mm-hmm. part of our cast, and I know that a couple of people who'd been talking about different plans for the show for this year. I think that I was a known quantity, having <laughs> done the last show, and that was good to have kind of got my name in there. And generally what happens for these kind of processes is that one of the first people that you need to talk to as a director is a music director to kind of help you out with that stage production. Yeah. So she contacted myself mm-hmm. and I was delighted to be involved in thinking about and putting together and proposing this show to mm-hmm. the society, along with Liz Schmidt, who will be involved in the band as well. So um, we were part of the team originally and I've been thrilled to have um, come through and, and done what we've done up to now. And then, of course, yeah, so beyond that proposal process, you were then also part of the audition process and all of that as well. So you definitely have had a vital role in this show. Absolutely. So, you you know, you go from early stage production meetings in November, December of last year, mm. right through January, planning out what you're going to do, how the auditions are going to run, how rehearsals are going to run, all of the scheduling, who's going to have what rehearsal process and such. So mm-hmm. who's going to look after an acting rehearsal or a music rehearsal, how to divvy those things up. There's a lot of planning and things that need to go ahead first. And I've been very lucky. <laughs> Emily's been super organized. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I can be a little bit of turning up what's going on. Great, let's do that. Uh, so it's great to have her plans well in advance but um yes i think that certainly from auditions all the way through i've been very hands-on um Mm. with all the rehearsal process i think everyone in the cast (laughs) is very very familiar with me now so yeah (laughs) and speaking of the rehearsal process talk Mm. us through that rehearsal process from your perspective because of course you're not just rehearsing with the cast but also with the orchestra and your own study so what does that look like yes there is indeed a lot to do with generally and i think this is generally a good rule for complex musicals Mm is to start with the music and Mm. make sure that your cast know what they're doing musically from day one on a lot of the numbers because it's the fundamental to a good Mm. show. I mean, of course, it's great to have all of the lighting and the set and everything, and I'm delighted and thrilled to have great people working on those things, but the music needs to be there. That's why people Mm. come and watch for the story, for the music. So we started with that day one, basically. As soon as auditions were over and we had who we wanted, Mm -hmm. we went straight to music rehearsals, and I Mm -hmm. had you all just piano and working on the songs. A rehearsal is generally about two to three hours. It's been three Mm. more recently as we've gotten close to the crunch time but originally you know for flexible and we will structure it as in we'll have maybe three or four numbers a couple ensemble a couple of just small cast groups Mm -hmm. that will kind of run over that period of time so start ensemble works such as in this production the midnights have been a pretty Mm. big one to do with lots of people and get those down pat and very well known early on so that once we get to this point in the the thing just before we get to the show people can go on stage and know what they're doing yeah because then you've got that rehearsal but then you've also got the orchestra rehearsal as well that goes on completely behind the scenes sure so that's much more recent i generally have a pretty solid trust of my musicians that Mm -hmm. they're all professionals and as such i want to treat them as such we don't need to have an extended amount of rehearsal Mm. i've organized with a lot of these people in advance to be part of the show which is excellent Mm -hmm. to get get them all on board they get their music they practice at home and then we have a couple of rehearsals beforehand which I've now been in the process of doing some double Sundays where I do the orchestra Mm -hmm. rehearsal in the morning cast rehearsal in the afternoon (laughs) it's a long time but that's okay you know you've got to do it at this crunch time Mm -hmm. and next Sunday is going to be finally the rehearsal where we get both together Mm -hmm. orchestra and cast all together so that the cast get a chance to listen to ah it's not just piano here's all the instruments 
and where this cues and where that comes in. And I think that really brings everything together. So yes, it has been indeed uh, a lot of rehearsal for me, but very worthwhile because I know that we're going to have a great show in the end. So, mm. And while we're talking about that sits probe, so mm. your role has been huge in the rehearsal process so far, but as we get closer to that opening night, as you said, you've got some major steps coming up. Uh, can you talk us through these final steps leading up to opening night? We will have some key rehearsals coming up. Sits is generally a place where it's a sit-down rehearsal, cast don't need to be up on stage yet, although they have been absolutely working on stage <laughs> and all of their, all their acting, but it's a time when it's just for listening and figuring out how the music with all the orchestration fits with their songs and, and how it all gets meshed together. So really that's a longer rehearsal that we have, and I'll be full on with conducting both the mm. band and the cast at the same time. So that'll be the important time to see who am I cueing at the right time? Oh, it's the flutes, not the baker's wife. So yeah. <laughs> those kind of things. And then we have two dress rehearsals. Mm-hmm. At that point, we'll be putting the orchestra into the orchestra pit, which will be behind the stage in this production. But at that point for the dress rehearsals, we'll be kind of trialing out, making sure that the sound works so that it can project from that space behind the stage with microphones and whatever else coming through and then having all the actors also go through all of the staging for the music numbers and everything with it. So that's where the dress rehearsals are going to be coming up next week before obviously we open. So <laughs> yes, it's, it's a lot to do very quickly. Mm. It's got to kind of mesh, but we're at a point now where we're running very fluidly mm. with all of our rehearsals. It's kind of very smoothly going all the way through. I don't have too many concerns with it all working out. So mm. I recently heard that with the rights for this production, the orchestra can't be seen. Is, is that right? I think that's correct, which is part of the, the issue is that mm. uh, it's, a, it's a strange one, isn't it? I mean, I mean, you want to value your musicians in these kind of productions and things. And so mm. it feels a little odd to have to hide them away. It's very important to me that if you come and see the show, which I highly recommend you do, <laughs> you will see the orchestra come out and give a bow because they're a vital member of the whole production. We need mm. them to have the show to go ahead. So, yes, that is part of the reason why we have to put the staging as it is and the orchestra behind the set. But we do value them very highly. So No, of <laughs> yes. course. In that big move to the orchestra pit, a big shift from the rehearsal to the performance is the steps of moving from in front of the performers to in the orchestra pit and displaying on those screens. Mm. Talk us through the challenges of that move. Sure. That is a tricky situation to be in, but we've worked through it before. I remember being part of the Singing in the Rain show where we were in the actual underneath the stage pit area where you're visible Mm. right up front of the stage and you're visible to the actors as well. So mm. I know I remember Bruce Mingy's for that production conducting and being able to give everyone their cue live right in front of them. For this show, as we're behind the stage, we need to do that through technology. Mm-hmm. So there will be screens that will be conveniently placed around the auditorium <laughs> um, and people will be able to look uh at those screens to see my cues hopefully with no delay we've worked out analog systems to kind of give the maximum possible latency Mm. so that people can see exactly where i'm coming in and we did do this for les mis so i know that it works and it is possible to do so that's kind of the challenge that we have to move to there instead of people looking for me physically right in front of them kind of giving them their cue they're going to need to learn those those crucial spots to look at in the room where Mm. i will be on the screen for them to see and part of my role will be figuring out right don't look at the camera for this point. You're just conducting the violins to play the last little bit of this song. Look up, watch straight down the camera lens so that the people are knowing, I'm looking at you, conduct Done. me in. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yep, yep. And that's, that's got to be a really weird experience being that these are your first two big stage productions being Lamers and Into the Woods. Yes. Um, and both of them being that 
you are completely, yeah, not in that orchestra bit, which would usually be a starting ground for those sorts of musical directors. Yeah, so that, that, that would have been a weird experience, right? I feel as though I've had a very well-rounded music education with all, okay. of my, with all of my instruments and my voice and previous experience in many musicals. And then finally, the um, conducting of the Armadale Symphony Orchestra. Hmm. These experiences have kind of led me to a bit of a unique situation where I was able to go into Les Mis as a production and work the things out in a way where I figured out my own conducting style, how best to tackle these challenges, and I think that it was fairly successful, I yeah. hope. So, um, and that has led me to the point where now I'm very confident for Into the Woods and, and have no real qualms going forward with what I need to be doing at a certain point, who needs a priority here, where I should be conducting, and what kind of things I need to be doing for that. But yes, I do agree, they are both huge musicals, and I do have to say I'm quite lucky to be in the situation I'm in mm. right now. I think that partly it was right time, right place, yeah. but it's also that, you know, I've worked towards musical education understanding and, and getting my name in the door so yeah of course yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now uh, as the musical director you work closely alongside the repertoire yes can you talk us through that role and the working relationship between those two positions absolutely robin bradley is outstanding we are very very lucky to have her and she is a fantastic repetitor so for into the woods she has been on the piano consistently every rehearsal that she can be at and is really our rock because i know that sometimes when i've had to get on the piano it's a little bit more shaky um when she might not be present so it's fantastic to have her and she really just keeps everything moving at the correct tempos the correct space really good at communication and watching and it's just been absolute delight to work with her mm. i had a similar role to that in lame is so mm-hmm. in lame is i worked a lot with will schmidt he did a lot of the primary vocal coaching and conducting mm-hmm. where i did all of the repetitor work mm-hmm. but once we got to the actual performance stage he had his own role of on Joras for that for that musical mm. and had to move into that role and as such i took over more of the conducting side of it and that was when we were finally getting to the stage of the orchestra coming in mm-hmm. so that was challenging because I hadn't had a lot of time to practice mm. the conducting or where I was going to be pointing or who is who to cue there and it was a big change for them mm. to suddenly get used to a new person screens and I'm looking after an orchestra as well. Mm. Um, I think that we were lucky that the cast really knew their songs very well. Mm. And from a musical perspective, the music on piano for that show was not too hard to play. From my perspective, it's a lot mm. of chords, it's a lot of the same kind of melodies and themes coming through. Into the Woods, completely different challenge. Mm. Sondheim loves his discordant sounds. He loves making it seem as if we are going down a certain chord progression, which would be self-explanatory and make it, you know, be like, oh yes, that's pleasant to listen to. Mm. And then throw in these flats and sharps that are just mm. out of nowhere you go what why why did you do that and that makes it very challenging as a repetitor to read and to play so credit to robin for carrying through this whole musical because it's it is challenging absolutely which mm. luckily she's done this before right she has yeah. yes we're very lucky to have her as well from the the production we did we did um many years ago so mm. yes now perfect segue let's talk about sondheim right is this your first time working with his music yes it is mm. so i haven't had any experience before i did come and see company which ADMS previously put on. Mm-hmm. Outstanding show, loved it. And yes, I thought at the time watching Company, wow, the music doesn't sound too hard. That was my kind of, <laughs> you know, layman's listening kind of thing. It's mm. because of that fantastic orchestra that made it so easy and the cast who just managed to blend in and sing it all just perfectly. Now working on this show, I realise, oh my goodness, what a beast. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, as I was just talking about, it is the, the kind of music where, I mean, a good example is Red Riding Hood's song, right? Mm. I know things now. When I first listened to the song, I went, oh yeah, fairly simple, just kind of follows a pretty standard chord chart. Mm-hmm. But then there's so many extra things thrown in here 
here flat mm. sharps uh, a modulation and you go oh okay this is much more complex than i actually thought and the phrasing is really irregular the singers will have to just keep going and going and going and going there's no breath point it becomes very challenging so <laughs> yes yes it's it's been really interesting to work with his music you spend a lot of time with the music so i have to ask do you have any favorite songs or moments from the show right i have to admit when i first was going to start on this journey my least favorite song was agony <laughs> I, I i i really am one for a more serious show lame is was perfect for me it tells a very you know powerful story and i've come around to the idea that actually you can have some really clever comedy and i think that the way that they overact these roles such as the princes and their song agony as a kind of a silly bleeding heart and no sympathy for them kind of a song it's actually quite funny and that's come mm. to really turn around to be one that i really enjoy and i think that hattie and cal are actors mm. for that song do it justice so that's kind of helped me as well so yeah absolutely <laughs> now we asked this question in episode one with emily as well mm. but into the woods changes drastically between the first and second acts which act is your favorite this question is very similar to my last when i first started watching the show and before i started working on it it was absolutely act one because act one mm. has all of the simple numbers and i really like the fairy tale story that all mm. ends in a nice happy ending and as i've come to actually work on the show I now realise really the way that he plays with the dark themes in mm. Act 2 has actually really kind of taken me and gone, actually, this is great. This is what you really need. Like, we, we, we want to see these twists and turns of the story mm. and this isn't just your nice happy fairy tale in the end of the day. So come along and, and, and see and, and please do. I've heard people leave it at the end of Act 1. Make sure you stay for Act 2. And the whole story has got another whole chapter and whole twist and not doing yourself justice if you do that. So please make sure you're there for it all because absolutely, Act 2, I love it. And before we close, did sure. you want to give a quick promo for the show into the woods directed by emily waldron fantastic cast really looking forward to showcasing everything that we've got we've worked very hard on this show and i'm, and I'm pleased to showcase it to you all first of july second of july come on the opening weekend it'd be great to see you all there for those first couple of shows and yeah get your tickets now try booking adms website for more details love it great thank you for coming in and speaking with us no worries thank you You've been listening to Behind the Curtain with Nick Troon on 106.9 Tune FM. To view our latest episodes and Tune FM's other programs, search Tune FM on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast fix. You can also visit our page at tunefm.net. Finally, make sure you're following Tune FM on Facebook and Instagram to hear the latest on new episodes. That's it for today's show. My name's been Nick, and I'll see you next time. Bye.